Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. to the Bird Gang Podcast of NC. Three biggest Philadelphia Eagles fans known on the planet in the atmosphere, man. You want to listen to us, come hear us to get your Philadelphia Eagles exclusive news. Let me tell you something. Mr. Lurie comes holler at us for Eagles news, so you already know. We got all that you need, <laughs> man. So I want to eat. without further ado, you know I got to introduce my two amigos, man, my two guys, my brothers from another you know what I'm saying? First off, kicking it, my man Alex A. Money Turner. What up, baby? What up, Les? How you doing, man? Man, I'm hanging in there, brother. How's everything going? Life's good, man. Just not too good with the Eagles, but life's good. Life's good. Oh, my goodness. Boy, don't even get me. I, I wasn't even talking about the Eagles. Don't even get me started. Don't even <laughs> get me started. I'm about to get warmed up. Oh, oh, oh this going to be a great show tonight. <laughs> the salt. Can, can feel the salt coming. Back. <laughs> Boy, oh, it's coming. It's coming, man. It's coming, man. Listen, all the fans and listeners out there, make sure y'all buckle up tonight, man. It's going to get bumpy tonight. It's going to be some turbulence tonight. And speaking of that, I got my dog, the raw dog himself. Boy, Stephen Boyd, what up, baby? What up, though? Hi, what's good with you? Hey, man, same old stuff, just different day. You know how I go. Yep, yep, I feel you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, I want to thank everyone for joining and listening to uh, our podcast. And like I said, we're three guys in the North Carolina area who love our Philadelphia Eagles, man. Uh, so, with that said, we're going to go ahead and get tonight's show started. Ooh, pregame. Week four of the NFL season. Okay. It already got started with the Jets and the Broncos and the Broncos beating them down. Um, they're probably the only team that looks worse than us, and that's the Jets. Maybe. That's a, <laughs> Although that's that run, me. that run that uh that QB sneak. Well, not really QB Sam sneak, Darnold. that QB yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold did was kind of crispy. Absolutely. Gotta give that man credit. Absolutely. Got to give credit when credit is due, man. Uh, for the listeners, stay tuned. We got a great show coming up. We're going to take a look around the NFL. Talk about the positive test for COVID, man. Latest is Cam Newton. Uh, we're also going to touch on the Tennessee Titans as well and what that could potentially mean. We're going to take a look at the keys to victory on Sunday and what we need to do to beat the the tough 
the NFC champions, San Francisco 49ers. Um, and then we're going to also take a look in our backyard, man. What is going on with all these injuries? As you, as you guys know, JP was put on IR today. This is incredible. This is incredible. I have no idea what's going on, but we're going to get into that, though, definitely. And then last but not least, we're going to have a game prediction segment. Okay, the three of us are going to get on. We're going to tell you who we think is going to win, and we're going to actually pick a score and tell you why. So I look forward to it, and also stick around at the end. you got lessons, lessons. It's going to be something. Y'all might want to speak out. Mm. Hey, turn up. Get your popcorn ready. Turn oh, ready. up. So we're about to get it on. Without further ado, let's get into All right, y'all. So we're taking a look around the NFL, and a lot of people's fears is here, man. You know, we thought that the NFL was going to try to pull off the NFL season, um, you know, without much of a hiccup. But it looks like now around week four, we're starting to – get a few things that look to set us back. We already had the Pittsburgh and Tennessee game, I think, was rescheduled. Um, And now they're looking at rescheduling the Kansas City and New England game as well. So without further ado, Alex, go ahead and uh, lead this topic in and let me know what you think. Yeah, man. I think it's it's like you said, Liz, is what we – the – Expect that makes a lot of sense. You know, we knew it was gonna this was gonna be up because we're trying to have an NFL season amidst a pandemic. So the fact that they went this far with not that many uh, positive tests was kind of was good. Protocol was in place, but we knew break was coming. Just kind of like if you remember a couple months back with the MLB. They had an outbreak with the Tampa Bay Rays and actually the Phillies. Them and they actually didn't have any positive tests, so it's kind of it's kind of a lot similar to the the uh, the Titans, the teams that they played. I I, I think uh, the team they just played they didn't have any positive uh, test results, which is uh, basically comes down to showing us that it's not crossing the line. It's it's somewhere between them traveling or in the facilities, somebody that's coming in that isn't supposed to be there. It's spreading some way, but it's not spreading on the field, which is good. You know, it's a good sign there. But um, this was this was going to happen. So, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people. I'm glad that they're they're doing the right precautions by rescheduling the season and or the games and, um, you know, moving up the bye week. But. It's going to have repercussions for other teams, including the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. So uh, I'm not happy about that. No fan is. But, you know, you want everybody to be safe and, and healthy. But it's just not – it's just I, I fear that this is going to happen with someone else, you know, obviously it happened to Cam Newton. So it could be some other stars. And then, you know, it could just – it could be like a snowball effect. So I'm more worried about that more than anything. Them moving the game is, is fine. You know, it sucks for us, but it's the snowball effect. It's the effect of another person getting sick and then someone else, someone else, and maybe two or three teams happen at the same time, and it puts backs the NFL up into a corner and they can't get out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agrees. Uh, Steven, go ahead and jump in there, boss. Yeah, man. It's like I I always say it's best to err on the side of caution, and that's what they're doing. So that's so that's a good thing. Um but 
when it comes to like trying to keep it fair, it, it's not going to be fair because things are going to pop up from here and there. And if they want to pull off the season, it's going to be some situations where it's not fair to certain teams. Like for one, they never really before they all those positive tests in Tennessee kept coming out. They were dead set on playing that game this week. Now that would have totally been unfair to Tennessee because they couldn't practice. Whereas Pittsburgh would have been able to practice and be be ready ready to go, and that wouldn't have been fair at all. But that's what might have been had to happen. And who knows down the line, it may happen to other teams. So, but mm-hmm. fair is not going to happen this year. There's a lot of things that are not going to be fair. But as long as you try to keep everybody safe and healthy, that's the most important thing. And so far, it hasn't. We haven't had any real outbreaks until now. If it happens a few more times, they have to really consider just shutting it, shutting everything down and starting again next year because it's it's different than basketball. Baseball was able to pull theirs off, and we saw how many um, outbreaks they had in there. It really did threaten their season with what Miami did. And then you had some in the Midwest with the St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers and some other teams. And it, it really altered their season where they had to play so many double headers and and makeup games and all that. Right. Base, you can do that in baseball. If, yeah, you can. If it ha- if it came down to it, you could you could have did it in basketball, even though they had the bubble. Basketball and hockey had the bubble. And shout out to the bubble, man. The bubble worked flawlessly. Yeah, it really did for both base basketball and hockey. They both and showed hockey, us yeah. how how to do it the right way. But um, for yeah, football. Absolutely. Football as well as college football, because college football has had some um, some hiccups too now, but is is they're unable to do it. So, so you either gotta shut it down or have unfair unfair circumstances for certain teams, and yeah. that's just the way it is right now. But hopefully, everything is good. Good, even though we know people, more people will test positive. But as long as they're able to test positive, quarantine, get well. That's really the most we can hope and pray for. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I agree with both of you guys. Not much really for me to add. Um, You know, uh, first of all, shout out to the Tennessee Titans, uh, players and coaches and staff that were affected. Uh, Prayers for you guys to get well. Um, Same thing for you, Cam. Uh, Definitely get well. Um, I know you have four beautiful children as well, man. So, you know, hopefully you're you're isolated he got at this four point. Kids? I didn't know that. Yeah, he got four kids. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh wow. Yep. Uh four kids, man. And um hopefully he is quarantined and is not affecting them or anything like that, man. But yeah. like you guys you, yeah, you, speaking you guys, on Cam, not to cut you off of speaking mm-hmm. on Cam. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's funny you bring that up because um I just heard recently before this week before he got got diagnosed, he was talking about his family. He's like now I'm not bringing my family up here to New England with me. This is more like a business trip. So hopefully, gotcha. hopefully he never even saw them during the week or whatever, and he's just on doing his own thing. And they, are the kids, and everybody is out away from him. So that's yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, no, that's a great thing. I'm glad you pointed that out, man. Um, yeah, that's that's actually a great thing. So everyone get well soon. And like my two guys said, you know. NFL's got to try to get a hold of this. They got to try to get ahead of this um, so that they don't have to shut down the NFL season. But if a few more episodes happen, 
is definitely a possibility that the NFL season could come to an abrupt end and we could try again next year. Um, so tr- speaking of trying again next year, <sighs> I'm gonna hopefully we could try again next year to start out one and oh, you know what I mean, instead of oh, two and one. Um, but you know, in order for that to happen, you're gonna have keys to victory, and so that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about this week's keys to victory for the Philadelphia Eagles in order to defeat the San Francisco 49ers. It's a tough matchup, man. Reigning NFC champions from last season, great team. They're losing people left and right, just like we are. Not as bad as we are, but just like we are. But they're still punishing people, man. They just punished the Giants. Thank you, guys. By the way. Shout out to the 49ers faithful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're chugging along. So tomorrow night, 24 hours from now, we will be in a full-fledged battle with the San Francisco 49ers. So, Steven, man, give us a give, give us two or three keys to victory uh, that we're going to need tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah, um, like you were talking about, San Francisco was ravaged by injuries just like we are, just but not too – not quite as bad as we are. They also have people coming back. We ain't, we don't have anybody coming back right now. So yeah, just to put that into perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. George Kittle will be back. I'm assuming. So oh that, my god. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not looking good for us. And that, I'm joking, but oh, one, oh key my to, god. one key to victory about that is to keep Nathan Jerry on the bench and play with oh the rookies. My god. Play one of the rookies and hope for the best. Oh my god. That's it. But seriously. <laughs> The real keys to victory on defense. We've been playing solid this year. We had some hiccups against the Rams. McVay kind of outcoached us and exposed us in some ways, but overall we have been having a very solid defensive year. We have to keep that up, but we have to force turnovers. We have not. I don't remember us forcing a single turnover all season. I don't think we have. I don't know. We got one against the Rams. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Kayvon Wallace, wasn't it? Who got somebody calls? I think it may have been Kayvon Wallace, man. So yeah, we. It was a strip. It was a. It was a. Strip. a Actually, okay. no. You know who it was? It was a uh, T.J. Edwards. Okay. Edwards. It was. It was. Okay. It was before mm-hmm. Joe Burrow demolishes. We actually. almost had one. We almost had one game one, but uh, Maddox dropped against it against the. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he dropped yeah, it. Before, yeah, before before Joe Burrow demolished T.J. Edwards' ankles. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, well, I got I got laughed at about that. <laughs> then I tried to pull the well, the play didn't count because it came back on the penalty, but that did oh not my work. God. <laughs> that did not work. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we have to force turnovers because um, Nick Mullins will be playing. It won't be Jimmy G. Nick, I believe Nick Mullins will be starting at quarterback. So yep. we have some opportunities to make some plays on defense. Another key is. Carson to continue the improvement from what we saw last week. Like oh my I, God. Like I pointed out, we I saw glimpses of my quarterback last week, even though I did not see him for 60 minutes. I might have saw him for maybe 10 minutes of the game, but I saw glimpses. Gotta keep just gotta keep that up and do better. Don't turn the ball over, but keep it up. If you gotta go out there, use your legs. You gotta change your play call because Doug got you playing 1992 Tech Mobile. Do what you gotta do. What oh you gotta do. do what you gotta do. But but go out there. Be confident. Don't he looks like a rattled quarterback at times. Just you gotta remember who he is. He is Carson M. Effer Wentz. Go out there and play football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And another key outside of um Carson's improvement and 
defensive force and turn defense force and turnovers. I'd say pride. You gotta remember that you are the Eagles. And yes, San Francisco is a wounded animal, but they're still a champion. An NFC champion, not a Super Bowl champion. But we still have players from that Super Bowl team. You gotta they have to remember that they are champions. Go out there. You don't want to start 0-3-1, then face Pittsburgh and Baltimore. You don't want to do that. You got to find a way to step out there, go against the grain. The back, your backs are against the wall. You're 3,000 miles away from home, but you got to go out there and be determined to find a way to victory. And I think heart and determination is the next, is the um, final key that I'm going to go with. Nice, 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 nice. That was a great breakdown. Um, I, I, man, I don't even know what else you want to add, but Alex, go ahead and follow that up, man. As well said, Steve. It was well said. Um, you know, pretty much my uh, my two cents on it is basically um, we want to talk keys. My keys are going to be one important one that I've been kind of monitoring is the wide receivers for tomorrow night. Obviously, we know they're pretty banged up. Okay, we brought Hakeem Butler. Um, we signed him as a tight end, but let's be honest, he's going to play receiver. Uh, Travis Fulgham, I think he's his name. Dante Burnett, they brought up from the practice, from the practice, mm-hmm. and then John Hightower and Greg Ward. Now, here's the here's the thing with all that. That's one of my keys. If we get some production, kind of kind of a little bit like uh, last year when he got he took them lawn chairs. Carson Wentz took the lawn chairs, and you know, won basically three games that need to win games. You know, if he could get some production out of them, then I feel like that's an important key. That's a key to us possibly winning taking those guys and, and, and seeing some production because you won't have Rager, you won't have DJX, you won't have, um, Alshon. you know, those, no, Alshon's been out. So you're not going to have those dependable matchups, especially with DJX might pull a safety over top. You're not going to have any of that. Okay. You know, Rieger's got the speed, you know, they're not game planning. They might game plan for a reward, but how much game planning do you really have to do for Greg Ward? Not, not that much. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the key there. Trying to maximize those wide receivers. Another key is along with uh, uh, Steve here is the turnovers, you know, Carson Wentz avoiding the turnovers like that throw he, he did in uh, against Cincinnati that basically I could have picked off that play. You know, you could have picked off that play list. Hey, you know, um, uh, you're uh your uh, nephew, right? If I'm not mistaken, your um, your nephew could have picked oh, off that oh, that, uh, that pass. So, you know, avoid that. Carson needs to make some uh, wise decisions faced with pressure because I'm sure he will have it. You know, because you know Jordan Malata started. Oh so my God, he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna receive this. So, you know, and then that that carries me over into the third thing is is Doug Peterson. He knows the situation. He knows the dire need that we have right now between the receivers and the O-line. The Carson plays to help Carson, man. Carson plays to get him out the pocket, you know, put a tight end, put, put, Dick, put Dick Rod on that side if you want, whatever. <laughs> have, him, have him help. You know, do something, man. Just do something to minimize. Don't, make, don't let Carson go out there and look like he playing peewee football, okay? Come on, against, against, against NFL players, okay? This just just help him out a little bit. If we lose just because they're purely just stink, better than Doug. us, okay. But don't let 
Yeah, but don't let us lose because we're just constantly can't even get time to throw the ball. You know what I mean? I, I just don't want to see that. So that's my last key. We can avoid some of that better play calling, less turnovers, and seeing something out of this wide receiver group because we're not going to see a lot. But if we see a little bit, maybe Ertz has a good night. You never know. We can win by field goal, but I think a lot has to happen, and I doubt it's going to happen, but those are my keys. Yeah, well, Alex just gave us an insight to his prediction. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> hey, man. You know me. Hey, man, why don't y'all ask me what I think the keys of victory are? Somebody ask me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody ask me. Less. Yeah, yes. Less the keys, the keys, yeah. the keys. Oh, okay. I, if you insist, fire Doug Peterson wow. and bring back – Frank Wright. That's the only keys to victory, man. That's it. That's the key. There's nothing else. I mean, it's just we we, we already oh, know man. Schwartz is going to lay a dud, but he's he's going to do well enough to pass the bar. But Doug is just going to stink it up. You stink, Doug. Okay. Um, nah. In all actuality, man, Carson limit the turnovers, man. I don't even look, man. Just can we just have one and that's it? If you could just do just just because I think. Games one, two, and three, you've done two or more turnovers. Can you just limit it to one? If you could just do that, we're in good. We'll be okay. You'll give us a chance. Okay? That's number one. Number two, hey, Doug, run the ball. Run it, Dougie. Run the ball, Doug. Hand it off, Doug. Call a running back isolation, Doug. When you think you've run it, when you think you've run it too much, Doug, run it again, Doug. Especially because they do not have and, that and defensive and, line. And, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and, in the words of in the words of Sandra Bullock, run the dang hey, ball. Hey, and after you do that, <laughs> guess what? Run the ball. Okay. So and then and then my third thing, man. Um, run the ball. Okay, that's all I got to say about that, man. Um, y'all done got me pissed off, man. I'm pissed off right now. I, I got now we gotta take a daggone break for our sponsorship, man, and get some bills paid. All the listeners out there, you guys go ahead and grab something to drink real quick, and come on back in a few seconds so we can kick the second half off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We back. That's right. We back. We back again. Second half. Of the Bird Gang Podcast of NC. Welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you back. We're going to the second half of the show, man. Got two more topics to talk about. We're going to tackle the first of the two. And I'm, I'm scared to say the word tackle because it seems like every time we get tackled, somebody gets hurt. I don't understand it. I don't mm. understand it. You stink, Doug. I don't understand it. Okay. So, Fellas, what I need to know from you guys, man, is what's going on with these injuries, man? What is happening? And D-Jack and JP being the center of it all, I mean, we already know Alshon's been out. We don't even count him at this point. But D-Jack and JP, y'all just, what is going on? Are y'all stealing? I feel like y'all stealing, man. But we're going to discuss that right now, man. My man Alex is going to go ahead and take the lead on this one. Uh oh. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm I'm convinced that we're just never gonna be healthy, man. We'll just never be a healthy team, you know, and that just might be the Philadelphia Eagles, man, for for a significant amount of time. Maybe that's what it costs to 
get that championship. It cost the injury, the injured roster, the injury injuryness. I don't know if that's a word. It's probably not. The injuryness <laughs> goes up a hundred percent for until we pay off. We, we're still paying off debt for that championship, right? We got payments. We got installments. We got a we got a payment plan set up. Okay, and we have not paid it back yet. So. It sucks, man. It it really does. The just all these injuries, man. You know, I can't help but think about two things when I think about all these injuries. One, three. I'm gonna say three. One, it's it's uh the players, man. It's the it's the Howie Roseman, the team he put together. Okay, when you get older players, and granted, D Jack had the injury, the the core muscle. He's not hurt that much. So that core injury was kind of like, uh, okay, he had a core injury. He said he should have been, got it done, whatever, okay. But now he's hurt again. And it's the number one thing receivers need, hamstrings. <laughs> that's that's kind of your bread and butter as a receiver is to make sure your hamstrings are good because you're going to need them. You're going to use them, you know. So I think it's time just to move on from him. You know, you asked it. Yeah, I think it's time to move on from him. JP? You stink, <laughs> JP. He, he – he finessed us, man. Oh, he got us God. for it. He wanted the last little bag. And you know what the reason why he finessed us? Part of the reason why he finessed us is the amount of pool he has in the locker room, in the facility, in the head office. They worship the ground that man walks on. So I wish he would have just retired. I really did. I really wish he would have just been like, you know what? They cut me, retired. Bang. You know, or another team would have picked him up. But there's a reason why another team picked them didn't pick them up. They they saw what you we were stink, JP, and too and too privileged to feel like oh it's 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 Jason Peters he'll he'll play good for us because we're the Eagles because he played his whole career not his whole well basically his whole career so we got to get rid of him you know but this whole injury thing is just not only is it bringing down the Philadelphia Eagles and part of it is poor roster building by a man named Howie Roseman, but it also brings down the vibe of not only the team, it brings down the city, and ultimately it brings down the fans, man, because we we work every we work every day during the week, you know. Some of us, some people work from home, some people have more flexibility in their schedule, but still, you know, you watch your kids, whatever it is, your stay-at-home mom, dad, you know, you work, you do your thing. You work for the weekend. Everybody knows the song, working for the weekend. Y'all know the song. That's what most people are doing, right? Working for the weekend. As Eagles fans, we work to see our birds play. We we wait for Sunday, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, or 8 o'clock, or Monday or Thursday, whatever. We're waiting for that game so we can watch our birds come out midnight green and whoop on somebody. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all remember that? A game I always tend to go back on that Broncos game, <laughs> or better yet, that Bears game that same year, you know, or the Chargers game. Any one of those games where we just took control of the game, and you're just like, man, we whoop it. It feels good to sit back and enjoy us whooping on somebody. You know what I mean? I can't remember what that feels like, <laughs> honestly, man. Because think about it: it the, the three games last year, but after Carson was out, not including this the playoff game, or uh, when Carson was playing all the injuries with the receivers. A bunch of injuries we were dealing with then, right? What was the whole thing we were dealing with those games? Man, are we going to sneak by and win? Or can Carson pull it off? Tune in next week to the episode of Dragon Ball Z. I mean, 
You know, you you don't know what to expect. You're just sitting there on the edge of your seat. Can I have one game where I can relax, drink my beer, watch my birds dominate? No. no. I'm thinking no. back last year. You know, I'm and Buff- now that we did, we pretty much controlled the Buffalo game. But I'm thinking the Green Bay and, uh, game. But that was we were losing, and that game really, that game was a surprise. Yeah, that went down. That game went down to the wire, and we pulled it out. Exactly. There wasn't really any super blowouts. Just, and that's what I'm saying. That's because of injuries. That's because we've been dealing with. That's what I'm getting to. We've been dealing with injuries for years now. Okay, and it's got to stop. They they brought new staff in, you know. But I, I'm I'm to the point where I'm with Les. Get rid of the, the get rid of start from top down. Jeffrey Lurie got to man up, man. Start from top to bottom. Because you try to just get rid of the offensive coordinator, that didn't work. Jeffrey Lurie, you got to go top down, scrub it out, get it nice and clean, and go from there, man. And see, and then you can compare injuries. Then you can say, okay, we have new everything this year. We got rid of all the old players. We're going to suck for a couple of years, but at least there's a reason why we suck because we have rookie talent. We have, you know, no, no we got to build up the, we need to develop our players. But right now, we know why we suck because we have old players and poorly, poorly put together roster. But yeah, I'm done with the injuries. Uh, Steve, I'm sure you, you can agree Absolutely. with me there. Yeah, Steve, yeah I'm, you made a great point when you t- talked about old players. It, Getting injured because I've def- that's definitely a point that I was going to bring up, but with um Deshaun and JP because they're old, especially JP, he should have retired last year. But when they when guys get old and long in the tooth, as they say, you, those little injuries start to creep up on them, and it can't. One thing pops up, then the next thing you, you think you well, then something else pops up, and it just happens. And it looks like that's where Deshaun is at right now. He it might be time for him to go ahead and and um hang him up. Yeah, I believe he still can play, but if you can't stay healthy, then there's really no point in being out there. He can play, but as like a third option, like he right now is to be a one or two. Yeah, he needs to be on start. Yeah, I hate to say it, if he was still with Tampa Bay, by playing behind um Evans and Godwin, yeah, that would be that would be would be perfect. Would be perfect. um, As far as the rest of the injuries go. It's really no explanation. It's like it's just like bad luck because we have changed um, medical and training staff a few times over the last few years. So something. So is if it's that we just keep hiring the, the wrong medical staff or something. I don't know what it is. Nobody can really put a finger on it. I think it's just all freak accidents because. Nah, it's not the medical staff, man. It's it's. It's the personnel, man. It's got to be the personnel because we changed the medical you staff. You can't have this. You can't have this bad of a medical staff. Yeah. Two, like, the, two, like, three like let's look at Rieger. You know what I'm saying? He he tore a ligament in his thumb. That's that's a freak accident. I can't put that on. I can't put that on. Anything. Well, yeah, any rookie. Before before y'all yeah, even his injury, I want to go injured. ahead and throw something in there really really quickly, and then y'all can continue. Mm-hmm. That was actually that was actually Carson's fault. And I'm not even joking about that. That was really Carson's fault. On a, on a bad throw? Yeah, it was, it was a bad throw. Um, he put it a little bit too far in front of him. He went to grab it. He didn't really have a chance to tuck himself and, you know, protect himself. And as soon as he caught it, bang, he got popped by the Rams yeah. right into that thumb. So that, that was a bad by, okay. by Carson. And, and, and to be fair, yeah. he played the rest yeah. of the game, too. Mm-hmm. 
So I give him actual credit, and and I don't blame the Eagles for being smart and trying to save their investment. That's a valuable first round pick. If he needs that surgery, don't play the whole. You know, get the surgery, whatever. Come back when you can. So I agree with that. But some of these injuries, I'm man, starting to think Brooks age, might be in an age related age situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 been in the league a while, and he's had some. He's had a lot of significant injuries, both Achilles yeah. now, shoulder. I mean, come on, bro. I even told y'all, and we talked in the chat. This is his yeah. third major yeah. surgery he had to have now. Why are we signing? Why are we keeping him? I mean, I get it. He's at when he's on his game, he's one of the best right guards in the uh, in the left guard. Excuse me, I know right guard in the league, and it's like. That's well and dandy, but what's the point of paying him all this big, big time money and he, he's not able to finish a whole season un, unscathed? That's the mistakes that Howie's making that he you has stink, to stop. Howie. That he said he was going to stop doing. Yeah, but he, he remember that uh, in that offseason, he was like, all right, yeah, I got to get younger you know, and faster. I love some yeah. of these players and, I, you know, I got, yeah, I got to, I got to, I got to stop, you know, I got to get better and not. You know the players that I really like making better decisions on keeping yeah, you, them and whatever that comment. Yeah, you're absolutely about. right because he's not doing. And that. We have done he's not that doing before. That. It's like maybe he's getting got it too attached because of the Super Bowl. Because especially with Andy Reid, especially with Andy Reid, we were um, we kind of had the. It was basically if you looked at look at the at the league, we had two franchises who did things a certain way. They got rid of people before they were. Too old and messed Shout up. Shout out to Joe Banner. That was Joe Banner. It was New England and us. We were, we were always we're like we'd rather get rid of you a year too early rather than a year too late. We used to do that. Hmm. Yeah, right. but it looks like yeah the emotional attachment to the Super Bowl and trust me, I I understand because it's it was a long time coming. But the team is we need an inf, infusion of youth and talent in those. The eight, the old guys, it's, yeah, it seems like they're getting injured. And we got a lot of season left to play. I I don't want to be a pessimistic kind of guy, but we know somebody else is going to end up getting hurt later on. Yeah. We basically got the receivers we started with last year. Yeah, we did all that drafting and everything. And That's what I'm saying. Like, that that to me right there just – if I'm looking – if I'll be honest with myself, Howie Roseman failed. That just off that alone, because it's like your job was to obviously fix, fix the receiver room. Yeah, and just, I will say just, this though, you know, and I and I brought it up in the chat earlier this week. If you look at um all the rookie receivers this year so far, even though the year is young, nobody has been made a huge impact yet right now. So to say we shouldn't have picked Riga, like I seen people say we shouldn't have picked Riga, he didn't got hurt already. Okay, but none of the other top receivers from the draft have really made an impact yet. Jefferson had one good game. We haven't heard too much from CeeDee Lamb yet or Judy. Judy's not doing much. He got that one touchdown the other night, but he had two catches for the game. Um, Henry Ruggs is not getting playing time. I think he's battling injuries himself too. It's, I mean, we just got to give Rieger time and give the young guys time. We might even need to give Hightower some time. I think he might be all right. I saw some film breakdown of him to show him doing good things to get open, but he just didn't get the ball because for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, first of all, let me just say this, man. It's just 
the injuries, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do understand it because I don't. What I do know is JP and DJack, get them out of here, man. Time it's to time. go. It's time. I'm, I'm not, no, no, I don't even, no, no, no. I don't even want to wait until the season's over. I want to do it now. Get them out. Get them out. Just get them out because it is, they're wasting spots and they're not a part of the plan going forward, man. And we need to send a message that, hey, look, this is what it's going to be. You need to be a part of the plan or you're not. Um, I'm not going to – I did some some reflecting, man. I'm not going to be hard on Howie um, because I think we – on a decent – especially on the defensive side, we just don't have the right coaches developing these players, man. Let's take a look at something. We, 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 we laugh and we joke about Nathan Gary, right? Um, and it's crazy because the guy he beat out is having had a great season last year, LJ Fort with the Ravens. He had a great season last year with the Ravens. And we cut him <laughs> for Nathan Gary. That's number one. Number two, everyone laughed and joked about our corners, but according to the PFF ranks um, uh, up to week three, Razul Douglas is the 10th highest rated corner in the NFL and Ronald Darby is the 15th rated corner in the NFL. So for me, I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I really don't trust the coaches on the defensive side, especially the defensive side to coach these players up. I, I just don't, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. So you know, for me, I can't see a proper evaluation of players until we get some new coaches in here, period. And when I mean new coaches, I, I, I like Marquinn Manuel. Um, I was just about to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like him. I think he's doing a wonderful job. Um, but I think Jim Swartz has got to go. Like, for example, he's Nikel Roby Coleman. He's getting toasted. Okay. He's getting toasted. I think in the Rams game, he was targeted nine times, and nine all nine were caught. Okay? They killed him in that game. That's number one. But every time they put Craven LeBlanc in, he's making a play for us. But he doesn't start. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, again, we have to take a look at what Swartz is doing over there. He's putting people in the doghouse for whatever reason. He's not playing people that should be playing. Like, I, I'm just not understanding it, man. You know, Davion, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, uh, I, I agree a little bit less because I, I feel like Howie doesn't know how to get rid of some of the older age talent, you know, and, 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 and he's – 50-50 a lot of times with drafting and then bringing in good free agents. He's brought in some free agents that end up hurt as soon as they, you know, come on board and we're wasting a lot of cap. And then I think you're right. He does bring in some good names, some some top-tier talent, you know, some steals, and the Eagles don't know how to use them right. So exactly. I, I agree. I, I think I think you hit a – you make a really good point there. I think it's a 50-50 thing, and that's why I wonder if – it's just smart to get rid of everybody to just clean house because it's like, you know, both, both GM and head coach, it's almost like, have they peaked already? You have to ask yourself, is this yeah. it? Did, did they peak in 2017? Was that the best team, how we can put together? 
even with the injuries, because there were some, but it wasn't enough. It just was the Carson injury. That never happened. We wouldn't have been that of an injured team, if you ask me. I, I think the injuries would have been kind of normal, you know, but he put together a fine team with depth 2017, took us to the Super Bowl, including bringing back Nick Foles. That counts as 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 depth and talent bringing back. Uh, and then Doug coached a, a hell of, you know, a hell of a couple games. So did, uh, uh, well, Jim Schwartz got cooked in the Super Bowl, but still. He it was a good play call that, you know, caused the strip sack and, the um, you know, fumble recovery. So I'm just saying that they might have peaked, man. And that's OK. That's OK. Jeffrey Lurie has to be like, you know what? You guys did what you could for my franchise, my club, and you brought a championship to Philly. Thank you for your services. He doesn't have to be harsh. It doesn't have to be like you guys are. We think they're trash. But it doesn't have to be like, y'all suck. You're fired because you're failure. It could just be like, thank you for your service. You relieved the duties. The team is going to move in a new direction. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And especially Jim Schwartz, we talked about it, how I have not seen his defenses evolve to the modern NFL because the NFL is not the same as it was when he really got started and made his name for himself as a defensive coordinator. It's a totally different league than it was. And so you got to adapt yeah. to that and play to that. You have quarterbacks now and passing offices that you would have never seen. The, back 15, 20 years ago. So, even in twenty seventeen, man. Yeah, pretty then, much. Yeah, now. yeah. Because yeah. we didn't have Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, those kind of guys in the league back then. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different game, man. And um, like I said, I it's just time for you know we we got to figure out this injury situation. We just got to. D Jack and JP, it's just y'all gotta go. Y'all are holding this hostage, man. And I feel like they're stunting the development of our young wide receivers, our young offensive linemen that need to play and uh get get, get war tested. That's my opinion. So hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the game tomorrow night. We're gonna go ahead and offer our opinions um and predictions. Um, and we're gonna th- this last week we started off with Steven. This week we're gonna start off with Alex. Man, give us your prediction and give us a score. My prediction is not good, guys. Not good. <laughs> but what's new, right? You know. So, you know, it would have been nice if I predicted that tie last week. I just wanted to say that I really wish I would have got that right because I would have been, I would have been so happy. Uh, but anyways, um. My prediction is it's going to be a, you know, I think it's going to be kind of sloppy game both ways. You know, they're not 100%, you know, injury-wise, they're not 100% there. I think we're better than the Giants, you know. Um, but I told Steve this, and um, we talked about this. Um, I know I, I, I said it to all you guys, too. I, I sent it in the in – the, uh, in our little group thing, I think the Eagles struggle scoring over a certain amount of points. You know, week one, they scored 17, week two, 19, and they squeaked 23 points in the tie, obviously. But I think they score around 17 to 19 points. That's kind of their, the, the optimization of the offense right now, what we're able to produce. So I think they're going to, I think it's going to be, you know, Close to maybe the Giants game. I think we'll just score more. I think it's going to be 38. No, not 30. I'll say 36 to 17, 19 Eagles. I mean, realistically, probably 17. Wow. 
49ers with the win. Wow, you got Nick Mullins scoring 36 points. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey. Go ahead, Steve. He did it against the Giants. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Steve. Knock it All out right. for us. All right. I'm a little more optimistic. I think this is going to be a bounce back game. Um, seeing Ryan Clark and a few others in the media predict us to win the game this week and to bounce back because they know that we're a good team and we're just not going to put together all those many bad performances in a row. It kind of gave me some confidence. But but I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at all the factors, looking at the matchups, looking at knowing that we have to, like I said, get on the road and go go across country. And also looking at the way – our predictions have been going this year. So it's one of those I'm going to try something different and hope for a better result type deals. I'm going to go with San Francisco winning the game, a close game, a game that we play a lot better in, but we see Jim Shorts, your favorite defensive coordinator, get cooked and give up some stuff that, that he has no business giving up. We're not able to stop them at key times, even though the offense plays better. Offense is more efficient. And we lose the game. Maybe at the very end, we'll lose a 24-21 type game. Nice, nice, nice. I I actually got the same score, but I got it the other way, man. I'm, I'm going to give the Eagles one more chance. Ah. Um, I feel like Carson's going to have a good game for whatever reason. I'm calm about this game. The other games, I was kind of like a little anxious about them. Even Cincinnati last week, I was a little anxious about it. But this one, I'm just kind of calm. Um, <clears throat> I'm having flashbacks of the week four contest against Green Bay last year um, when everyone thought we were going to get Molly Wapped. And we went up there and pretty much, you know, we controlled a majority of that game. Um, Aaron Rodgers made some plays, of course, but. And uh, Devontae Adams cooked Avante uh, Maddox. But um, we, we were never really out of control of the game. But I feel like the Eagles go up there, uh, go to San Fran, um, and I think we get a win. I think we get a win. We steal it 24-21. Uh, to 21. Um, I think Carson throws three touchdowns. Um, so um, one of the things that Alex brought up in <clears> – <throat> why I gave my score of 24-21 was he's correct. Week one, we scored 17. Week two, we scored 19. Week three, we scored 23. So I'm just going to take it up a point. And um, <coughs> excuse me, I got us winning 24-21 to because if they don't, y'all don't want to tune in for the post game. <laughs> you know what, Les? I'm with you, <coughs> and I'm really with you. But like I said, we got to try. We want different results, so we got to try something different. And that's the main reason I'm, I'm going with San Francisco winning this game. Trying to, trying to flip something around. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm definitely yeah. not mad at you, brother. Whatever works, whatever works. I know yeah. we tried. Um, yeah, last week y'all having, tried it. Yeah, yeah. Not having Al, you and Alex watch the game together. Yeah. See, I told, hey, no, I'm with whatever works, man. Whatever we can get done, I'm with getting it done. Um. Speaking of getting it done, man, we're going to go ahead and hop over into the lessons. Lessons. You heard the bell. It's time for Les's lessons. Let's go. I know y'all waiting for it because I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you, man. This week's edition of Les's lessons is this. Doug Peterson. 
Dougie, Dougie, Dougie. Arthur of the book Fearless. Parade speaker. Keywords, the new norm. Doug, listen. You know, you've got a lot of the casual fans out here um, really giving you a pass. For one of two reasons, because a you, you you brought a Super Bowl to Philadelphia, and we thank you for that, man, and we and we love you for that. Okay, I, w- I want to put that out there. Um, but they're giving you a pass either because uh, that either because of that or B because Carson is everyone's favorite whipping boy, and it's easy to get clickbait. It's easy for talking points all over social media or television. But Doug, let me tell you who I am. Everybody knows who I am, man. They know I'm an avid Philadelphia Eagles fan, and I know y'all inside and out. And Doug, let me just say this. I know what's going on, Doug. I know what you did. I know what you're doing, Dougie. You're the problem, Doug. You are the problem. You know why you're the problem, Doug? Because you insist on doing things your way. You're not doing what it takes to win. Bill Belichick says that come in, you have to reinvent yourself because you don't start that year where you left off the previous year. You know what I think, Doug? I, th- I think you're stuck in February of 2018, Doug. I think you're stuck on February 4th, 2018. That's what I think. I don't think you've updated, Doug. Mm. Get your head out of your ass, Doug. Okay? It's simple. Okay? You have some good players on this team. Okay? Utilize them in their strengths, Doug. Okay, the jig is up, man. We already know Frank Wright and and Flip. Hey, hey, Doug, did you catch the article that um, featured what Nick Foles said? Yeah, I've been saying it for the last two years, Doug, two years, Doug, and nobody listened to me. Everyone said, oh, you just love Carson. That's your buddy. Yes, your guy. You're going to stand up for him. Nobody listened to me, Doug. Nobody. It's starting to come out, and then the article came out on Friday, Doug, and I know you heard what Nick Foles said. Nick Foles said, and I quote, it was Frank Wright. He was the reason. He was the person that figured me out. Those were his words, Doug. I told everybody, you ain't, you, you ain't got it, brother. You ain't got it. So t- check it out. Doug, if you don't want to do what it takes to win with Philadelphia, if your hunger is gone to bring us number two, turn in your key card, Doug, and get the hell out, man. We don't need you. We are Philadelphia Eagles, man, and we are fans. We love our team. We want to win. But, Doug, I'm seeing you, Doug, and I'm going going to ride out on you every week until you get it right or get out. 
Mm. I'm done. Anybody got something to say? Talk about it. Well said. No, well said, man. Well, he needs a humbling. That's what I say. I think. I think he really needs a humbling. And this, like Alex brought out last week, no matter what happens this year, barring something unforeseen and catastrophic, he's not going to lose his job this year. So hopefully, if things continue to go the way they've been going, this will be the humbling that he needs to go ahead and put him back on track. Doug thought he was smarter than everybody, and I'm not going to hire an OC. I, that'll teach him. Doug, Doug, cut it out, man. Okay? You had Jim Caldwell, who would have loved to come here and coach Carson Wentz. But you didn't want him to come here, Doug, and he turned that down ultimately because he wasn't calling the plays, Doug. Jim Caldwell, highly regarded offensive coordinator. Same thing with Mike Kafka. Mike Kafka laughed in your face, Doug. And then they used that excuse that, oh, Andy Reid promoted him. Nah, he laughed in your face first, Doug. You're, you're becoming a joke, Doug. You're becoming a joke. It's not even April Fool's Day. Uh. Like I said, get it together or turn in your key card and get out. Josh McDaniels, 2021. I'm on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> your boy. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I think he's got he's to step up or step down, man. Real simple. Turn in your you know. key card, Doug. Yeah. Show, show, us, show us why you're fearless, man. Show, show, you wrote, got the book, been getting money, stink, Doug. got the endorsements, and you haven't done – if it's just me, this is why I'm so keen on that. We peaked already ball, because Doug. I, 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 don't see, I don't see us getting any better than 2017. We've gotten worse and worse Facts. every single Facts. year. And ultimately, you know who else is getting worse every year? Carson Wentz. Facts. MVP-level quarterback. Looks like he's a rookie this year. Facts. He reg- he has regressed a lot. I wouldn't say he's gotten worse and worse every year because his 2018, I'm sorry, his 2019 was better than his 2018. Yeah, you're right. He didn't get worse and worse. Yeah, he didn't get worse and worse. But he's he just doesn't. He's not. How does he peak in three years of being a rookie? Um, it's I'm because t- I'm, I'm, it's I'm, because just, you have Frank you Reich. You have Frank Reich and John D. For the it, book. It, it, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to tell you why. But I'm saying though, but I agree. But I'm just saying that it shouldn't be like that. Like, look at look at Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Like, it, it's multiple years. They might have one year where they're a little no, bit no, no, not, no, no. But see, the, the records aren't as good. But what but, you're missing, Alex. You know, they, what you miss, what you're missing. Sorry to cut you off. Is they've had they've had consistent coaching from the same people, okay? For a long time um, in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers had Mike McCarthy, and uh, they had a quarterback's co- uh, um, quarterbacks guy. I cannot remember his name, but when he got fired, Al- A-Rod made us think about it and was pissed. Yeah, I remember, remember that. that I remember that. I can't remember who it was, but I remember. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name, but he was with them for like 12 years. But he had that consistency – um, uh, uh, Russell Wilson's had Daryl Bevel for years. So they've had that consistency. That's what Carson doesn't have. But more importantly, Doug is not 
playing Carson to his strengths. And I get it. I think a part of the reason is because of his injury history. Carson is a player who you have to let his physical attributes take over at times. Yes. Okay. Like people, it's, it's, it's not talked about because it was called back, but he trucked a linebacker last week and got to the 30 yard line. Mm-hmm. He trucked yep. the linebacker. He trucked him. And it was a 16 yard run and it got called back because of Nate Herbert. So, oh, yeah. So that. we got to let Carson, we got to let him do his thing. We got to get him out the pocket to do his thing. So, like I said, it's, it's a combination of things, man, but I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Starts with Doug, and I got. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add to your point. Organizationally, two things you don't do if you have a young quarterback you're trying to prop up as being a franchise. Facts. You don't put statues of his backup quarterback in front of the facilities. Facts. And you don't draft a second round quarterback when he's Facts. not. <laughs> you don't, you don't do those two things after you sign him to a contract. Yeah, and you and the thing about it is Carson did us a favor by taking that contract so early. Like he gave us a little bit yeah. of a discount. You mm-hmm. know, just look at Dak and 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 look at look at Mahomes, which he ain't on Mahomes level, but still, like he was like, let me give, I'm gonna give you a deal based on the market value on the market. And yet we still said, oh, okay, we're gonna do that and then draft another QB <laughs> because we're a QB factory. So you know, QB factory. We're not even that. We're not even doing that right. I think back on that. I remember in the first few weeks we were t- we was actually we were actually sitting here trying to figure out ex- like what did what did he mean by that? We we're trying to find the positives. Now we just look back and laughing at like what are you talking about? It's it's almost like he just he just panicked and was like what can I say in his mind real quick? Howie was together, like, Howie. oh, something that they'll believe. Oh, QB factory. Okay. Or maybe he, someone else said that to him. They're like, just say that. Jesus, Howie. <laughs> I mean, there's, it doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating as an Eagles fan, uh, as a diehard fan. It's frustrating to see the birds just not live up to anywhere near. Even with the players they have, they could be Turn better than this. Key card you know? in, they could be much better than this. You know, they might as well just open up a website and let the let the fans call the plays. <laughs> hey, hey, come on, hey, come on, uh, come hey, on, Jeff. Hey, you know what's crazy though? All jokes aside, we probably be three and zero. Yeah, we. You know I'm saying, um, and the, I'm not joking. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I believe the fans could do it because one thing: the fans are not going to be scared. The fans are not going to be overly cautious and conservative. If anything, fans, are, they're going to be too aggressive, but sometimes you got to do that. Bro, if, if if the Eagles came to us, the three of us, and said, hey, listen, we need you guys to scout our opponent. We're going to give you seven days to scout our opponent. And I want you to come back with a, a, a solid game plan of how you think they can be attacked. The three of us, you and the three of us could sit in a room for about three hours. We could sit in the room and what we'll do is we'll take an hour of that. We'll, we'll, no, we'll take an hour and a half of that and we'll go through each play of their week before. And what we'll do is through each play, we'll have Alex, we'll have you looking at Carson, uh, 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 their quarterback. Steven, we'll have you looking at their 
offensive line, and I'll look at the skill position players for each play, and y'all write down what you see. Uh, you know, for example, if someone did that to us, if we was doing a scouting report for um, um, the Philadelphia Eagles and we did that, Alex, you looked at Carson Wentz, Steven, you looked at the offensive line, and I looked at the skill players. So for Carson Wentz, Alex would be like, uh, bad feet when he's in shotgun, blah, blah, blah. Or uh, 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 Steven, for the O-line, you would be like, yeah, Jason Peters really struggled with bull rushing or the, the up and under or the swim move, you know, little stuff like that. You know what I'm saying, Doug? I really tell you now. I would I would keep Carson in the pocket and collapse the pocket. That that would be anybody watching the NFL can see that that's Carson's weakest point. He's keeping him in the pocket and keeping him playing out the pocket. If he scrambles outside the pocket and someone's open, he so so, likely will hit them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on, hold on. This is my point. This is why I get frustrated with Doug, Alex. If you can see that, Alex, and and you're just a dude, you're a good guy, you, you do your thing, but you're not an NFL coach the last I checked, right? Right? Okay, okay. I'm so, not, so, so, I'm so, not. So, Unfortunately, I'm not. If man. you can see that, that Carson Wentz struggles staying in the pocket, do you think defensive coordinators who get paid millions of dollars can see that? Just a question. Oh, they, 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 they okay, know. okay. So they now when it. they see it, so what does Doug do? Stubborn. Doug doesn't do anything to mitigate. <laughs> Steven, say it one more time. Say it for the people yeah. in the back. Stubborn. Say it one more time. He's stubborn. Okay. He's de- see, like he's determined to make Carson a pocket it, passer. Kind of like that's kind of like yeah, like how he was. Almost like how he was. He he almost was like you know what? Even if Carson's getting killed by Washington defensive line, getting getting pressure by um, a Bengals uh, or a Rams uh, Aaron Donald, you know what? I'm still going to call my plays because you know what? I put this playbook together and damn it, I'm going to play this playbook. I'm going to, these plays that I have, I'm going to use them. Somebody being his headset like, uh, Doug, you know, uh, Car- uh, Jason Peters getting cooked out there. Anyway, we can move, you know, call some designated plays to give him more protection between the running back or a tight end. No, that, that seems too hard. Let's just go with my plays. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically what he seems like he's doing because we all watch the game and see where he's getting killed. Jason Peters getting getting turned like a turnstile. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Why not make a simple adjustment? And we might still lose Thank the you. game, but then it's not like, oh, we lost the game because Jason Peters was on this. I seen that man push Jason Peters behind Carson Wentz. I said to myself, <laughs> why is he in? Why are we not giving weeks, him help? At least. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it just it blows my mind that we see it, and then the crazy thing is after the game, so like the, not kicking a field goal, I would have at least kicked a field goal. I, I'm not a head coach in the NFL, and I would have been if I was in that pre- and that's a tough decision to make as a head coach. But I would have been like, you know, we gonna lose either way. We're gonna tie. I mean, we're gonna tie either way. That's kick the field goal. Wanna, he did it against the wanna, Giants. The year we won the Super Bowl, he was like, you know, let's go for the win. Thank you. I'm just saying you can't do that and then turn around later Monday and Tuesday during your press conference and say, yeah, looking back on it, it was a poor call. Or looking back on it, Jim Schwartz, it was a bad game plan I had. What? I just want to say thank you to both my co-hosts, Alex Turner and Stephen Boyd, because for the longest time, I've, I've been saying this now for two years, and no one believed me. 
everyone thought, oh, man, you just caping for Carson. I'm like, nah, this ain't even about Carson, man. This ain't even about Carson. And finally, people are starting to see what I have been saying. And it just, I'm going to cry, fellas. <laughs> Thank you guys for just for supporting me, man, and my vision. <laughs> Because I've been saying it, man. It's just, and that's, and see, for the listeners out there, you guys think it's a joke about Jim Swartz and Steven says, I'm going to get less on him. Nah, he's for real. Steven will tell you, I've been like that for the last couple years. He will tell you. But, hey, man, you know, hey. You know, you know, you know what game I realized, and it was a little late for me, game the real, I realize that Jim Schwartz is never going to be a is never going to make this defense anything other than you might make a play here and there. Oh my Miami God! Game. Oh my! Last God. year, because when you broke that trick play, that trick play anybody in the NFL could stop. It wasn't even a trick play that was super complicated. It was purely that I don't know if it was a line. It might have been Bradham. I don't know who was it on the assignment, but whoever was covering. They let they let basically it wasn't even a punter. I think it was a holder, yeah. whoever he was, run right by him. He didn't shove him. He didn't he didn't run. I mean, he was so much bigger than the guy. Even if he was just standing in front of him, he would have been able to nip the ball, and knock it down, or whatever. Or the the punter would have turned around and been like, "Oh, I, or the kicker, I can't remember who it was, would have been like, "Oh, I can't even see the ball. I'm not gonna be able to make the catch." But instead, everybody was trying to blit or like go to up to the kicker. I'm like, no one saw this little punter run by you and try to stop you know, nothing and when, when i saw that that play because that wasn't even like a trick play where it was like oh man i was genius that the like the philly special that was designed so nice no it was a simple i'm gonna fake the punt or whatever look up and if no one touches the punter or kick i don't know if it's a holder no one touches i'm gonna throw it I, I can go with that's all he did even way further than that 2018 tennessee game Brother on my life. I was going to talk about that. Why? I don't know. understand what his fascination is. Yeah. Oh, when they came back. When, I don't understand when they came his back, fascination yeah. with that. Fourth and 15. That's six defense. Well, that was what's his name? What, what's the uh, receiver? No, um, you're talking about Corey Graham, but uh, no. Graham. no. No, 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 no. Forget <laughs> that. It's yeah. fourth and 15, man. You, <laughs> you make that stop, but we win 23-20. Game's over. It's, Game's over. So, we 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 charged that to Corey Graham, even though I knew the I knew better, but we charged that to Corey Graham. Okay, fine, we charged that to him. We just move on. I knew better, but okay, whatever. Yeah. So then this week, it, this week, let me. Get, I gotta finish this up. So this week, yeah, yeah. I see with third and fifteen. Then we go to sticks defense. I look at that. I said they about to pick up this first down. What did they do? That's a shame. Dropped it off to Gio Bernard. That's, got a block or two. Boom, first down. <laughs> that's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah, all they do is when they do the stick, they just either they they do like a a, um, a sweep on that side, or they'll throw like a little screen. And all they have to do is make like one or two blocks. Actually, really one block. If the receiver's fast enough, he could probably get to the first line of scrimmage. And the thing is, is like if you just play a little bit of press, they might not even be able to catch the ball. They might it might be incomplete. Your quarterback has to be pretty precise on those little quick passes. But you're just letting him catch it. It's like, hey, let me let you catch it. I'm going to let you run and basically meet us at the first down. Meet us at the first down. Mm, 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 you know what I'm saying? 
It's it's just, but yeah, but it just goes into what you're saying. You know, I, I completely agree. It's I've seen it ever since that game when you broke it down and how such a simple trick play. We looked just stumped. We looked like we were just like, oh well, I you know, I was I was going where you were going. Like you know that meme with the Spider Man's, the three Spider Man's <laughs> pointing at each other. That's what they look like whenever they do the sticks defense or stupid plays like that, where it's just like, I thought you were supposed to go, you know. And it's just like, it happens too much. If it happened every now and again, cool. But that happens all the time where it looks like players are out of assignment or not being used correctly, i.e. Ronald Darby, i.e. Roswell Douglas. You know, if we're not going to use them correctly, then we might as well just keep, we might as well play sticks, man. You know, it don't make no damn difference in no way. So, and, 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 I agree. And before we sign off, um, can I just say that we picked J.J. Arcega Weiss out of a D.K. Metcalf. I just wanted to say that. I don't know where that came from. Bro, you saw me. You saw me getting bro, on I, that. I don't know where that came from. Bro, I don't know you where saw it, me came. Just, on that. it just came to my mind. I don't I don't know, man. Um, uh, uh, you know what? That's enough Eagles for tonight. Okay? That's enough. I'm going to jump out the window. Is that what y'all want? Do y'all want me to jump out the window? I'm making my bleach cocktail, man. So, listen, man, we want to say thank you to all you guys, the listeners and subscribers. We appreciate you. Without you guys, we would not be able to do this. Um, So, feel free to give us some feedback, man. We want to interact with you guys. Tell us what we could do better, man. Uh, And and most of, like I said, most of all, we just appreciate you and your support for being here and listening. Um, Alex is going to go ahead and tell you guys where you can find us. got it right Les um, you can find us wherever you stream your podcast okay so it's Apple Podcast Google Podcast and Spotify Podcast um, you know it, it doesn't matter if you uh, have premium membership you don't need it you know you just type in Bird Gang will pop up okay and, and subscribe and like us man and, and rate and review if you can you know we'd love to hear from you guys and you know, we just want you guys to keep tuning in because I I can agree with both both of these fine gentlemen is that no matter how bad the Eagles play, no matter how much we keep losing, as much as we don't like to hear it and see it, we're gonna still provide you with absolutely that great content. So I look forward to the I look absolutely. forward to the coming. Absolutely. Weeks. Until then, man, you know, you everyone stay safe, man, stay healthy. Um, we'll see you guys for the post game report um Sunday night or Monday night. Um, and we'll just take it from there, guys. But until then, Bird Gang, we out. Peace.